happy with that. Um, yeah. I, I like to just jump in and wing it, so I've hit yeah. record. Um, so you yeah. can you can tell me how you want to start this thing. Yeah, cool. Uh, so just uh, just for the listeners, just introduce yourself and uh, who you are. No. Cool. Um, my name is Ross Drakes. I yeah. am a, a creative turned entrepreneur uh, yeah. living in Johannesburg. Okay. Um, I'm the founder of a company, um, a branding company called Nice Work. Yeah. Um, we help people to build brands that, mm. that people care about. Yeah. And yeah, I've been doing it now for, well, we've been running Nice Work for 14 years, but I've been working wow. in this industry for the last sort of 20 um and i've been through some some crazy changes so here i am um here today ah that's nice that's nice uh so i'm just curious how did it all begin for you like as a child were you like very curious about like branding and how like were you what what type of creative child were you i was just curious just for people to just just understand the context of like slight upbringings and like how you grew up as a child um yeah yeah, so I mean, interestingly, I think the concept of graphic design only came to very late, like not very late in life, but yeah. late in life. Um, yeah. But I always was quite a, a creative child. I used to enjoy drawing. I used to enjoy painting. Yeah. Um, I especially used to enjoy making things from clay. Mm. Um, so, so there's definitely that sort of trend in my <laughs> in my yeah. growing up. Yeah. yeah. Um, my mother was quite a an arty person so she was okay. heavily involved with ballet companies here in south okay. africa and oh, artists okay. and mm. she was taking me to performances and yeah uh, i guess at the time when i was young i couldn't really appreciate what it was but <laughs> yeah. you know i think it did lay a, a kind of foundation for me okay and then i went through a bit of a kind of rebellious phase in school and I didn't want to do anything creative. <laughs> so I didn't, yeah. I didn't do art. I didn't do design. Yeah. I didn't do uh, any okay. of these kind yeah. of subjects. Yeah. Um, and I went and I lived overseas for, for three years after okay. school. Um, okay. Okay. And when I came back, there was a college here called Vega, okay. um, which was the brand communication school. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to be in communications, but I yeah. suppose Vega led me to to the idea of kind of design and animation mm-hmm. and film mm-hmm. and all of these things yeah. that mm-hmm. I didn't even know existed. So that's sort of where the <laughs> the spark happened ah, for me. Okay. And I was okay. probably in my my early twenties. I think I started okay. studying when I was twenty two or something. Okay. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. And in school, what did you do? Like at Vega, did you do like brand communication, or you were doing like something more specific, like film or? No, it was quite a quite a broad course. Um, yeah. So, so they you studied communication. There was art. Yeah. There was oh, wow. printmaking. Um, there was graphic design. There was strategy. So it was quite a wide wide course. And then mm. in the last year, you you picked a speciality. So some people would go off down a copywriting route. Um, okay. Other people would go down an art directing routes. Um, yeah. I chose to to do visual communication, so that okay. was kind of more in the design side of things. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah and then when I started working, um, yeah. it, it was just doing anything kind of creative for money was a, a thrill. So uh, anything. Um, <laughs> anything, like anything that came when you say yeah, anything, anything that was kind of around. Yeah, take a picture. Gonna, sure. <laughs> yeah, if you want, I can do photos, I can make posters, I can, yeah. uh, you know, at the time there was a piece of software called Flash, which was kind of kicking off um, yeah. and no one really knew how to use it. So all of a yeah. sudden, 
I had these skills that people yeah. wanted and were willing to pay for, which was a strange sort of experience. <laughs> so I built yeah. flash games and yeah. oh, I was wow. making yeah. banners for people's ads and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, um, I know so flash was, for banners was, was such a thing, yeah. Like yeah, flash it was huge. banners. Yeah. yeah. Those old like website banners that you just scroll across the website, just like this was done in flash. But I mean, that's, it was revolutionary. This is pretty, yeah. like YouTube didn't exist. Like there wasn't... Yeah online video the the web was either static or animated yeah. with very low resolution gifs like yeah. that was the only kind of movement on the internet so yeah. flash was revolutionary um at the time you yeah. know now we kind of see video and there's html animations yeah. and yeah. it kind of it feels it feels silly but i think at the time it was it was like yeah, groundbreaking that you could do that really stuff true. Very sure. I agree. Uh, I'm just curious. You just mentioned something about like doing anything for money. And I'm very curious about like what you, uh, like when you started out and just after university, like after doing the Vega course and just living Vega and just getting into your hands, like wet and dirty and like doing anything creative for money. I'm very curious about like what your, like your, your perspective is on, on like when for young creators, especially in the, in the conversation of like, when you want to make something, maybe in the early days, you don't really have the luxury to sort of, uh, I guess, specialize and become an expert at one thing, but just sort of like, maybe like in a, in a state of like discovery and just like wonder and just figure out what exactly where your superpowers actually lie. I wanted to know what your, especially when you are trying to do anything for money, like whether what you were, what how you, what you were going through, if that was something you were actually going through, of like I'm just trying to figure out exactly where my my because I don't think you started nice work immediately after Vega, no, no. yeah, so like no, I'm very few, curious about that stuff. Yeah, so I'm just curious about like what you think about that sort of process for every creator or creative sort of person, and if it's important, especially from your perspective, but also how your experiences was kind of going through those sort of tinkering with a lot of things until you're like, Oh, I think it's this thing. <laughs> yeah. And then like, let's, let's just do this. Yeah. So I think this is a, a double edged question. Um, mm. I took the route and, and there was my business partner for a while, Donovan Pugh, you know, yeah. we, we just jumped out there and we were like, we're going to do anything and everything. Yeah. Um, which was amazing and we, we like mm. learned a lot but yeah. we also spent a lot of time trying to figure things out that we probably didn't need to um, okay. and if I look back now <laughs> yeah. I would say that finding finding a great mentor mm. is probably one of the most crucial things you can do early on in your career okay. and if that means mm. you have to go and work you know, at an agency or at a studio, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. then do that. If that, if you can find that person outside of that, then yeah. do that. But, you know, we had to learn a lot of things and in our kind of youthful ignorance, we were like, we yeah. know how to do everything, but <laughs> it's, it's actually not yeah. true. Like, so yeah. youthful exuberance is amazing and it's a powerful yeah. energy, but, yeah. but kind of having someone who knows, no like has a bigger view and a yeah. like a deeper experience and they can mm. kind of guide you and point you in the right direction can actually yeah. turn a lot of that energy into something of value as opposed yeah. to it just being sort of just spent uh, you know like yeah, just sort yeah. of making stuff and making mistakes and which is yeah. a lot of fun um yeah so so if i could read if i could design an ideal thing i would have worked at a studio where there were people that i really really 
kind of admired. Okay. I mean, I would have had my own side hustles to kind of get (laughs) that kind of like experience out of it, but there's definitely some lessons that you can learn. And I was very lucky in a way because I I put myself in places where there were people who knew more than I did. And I'm naturally an exceedingly curious person. So, so I would find anyone who was stupid enough to answer my questions <laughs> and then I would ask them a million questions and I would continually uh, keep asking them questions until they told yeah. me to go away. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I also know that not yeah. everybody is like that. So some creatives, yeah. um, you know, and we've got someone who's working in our studio at the moment, yeah. uh, a junior her name's Robin. Yeah. She's a very quiet person and she yeah. doesn't, She's, she's not going to push in and ask, you know, yeah. so, so she needs an environment in which she's kind of allowed to, uh, you know, where she's kind mm. of feel safe for that. Mm. So, yeah. so I don't know if there is a right answer, but definitely yeah. without a doubt, like learning from people who've gone before you and being yeah. exposed to how they think, how they mm. see the world, yeah. how they approach design, how they approach creative projects, because yeah. You know, I think I think the biggest lesson for me is that it's not all about creativity. Yeah. It's oh, about yeah. it's about how you apply your creativity, mm. which is infinitely more important. So there mm. are people who are who are if you could measure it, like like one tenth as creative, yeah. but are ten times more disciplined, will achieve mm. more than somebody who's ten times more creative and oh, one tenth yeah. as disciplined. Because mm being amazing and being talented and having this like raw power mm-hmm. is useless if you are entering into a commercial world yeah. unless you can apply it to people's problems unless yeah. you can mm-hmm. actually use their creativity to solve the brief and yeah. to deliver on <laughs> yeah. it if you want if yeah. you want just raw creativity become an artist you know because yeah. then no one's giving you a brief no one's yeah. you know no one's giving you a challenge and and our business you know, mm. as creators is to solve problems for people. They come to us yeah. and they go, Oh, you know what? Like I need to tell a story. Uh, you yeah. know, like I need to sell more. I need yeah. more people to notice my product. I need to stand yeah. out. Uh, mm. This brand doesn't fit me. Um, yeah. You know, how do I get access to this market? How do I launch yeah. this new product? These are, mm. these are problems. Yeah. Um, and design and creativity is just a tool that we use mm. to solve that problem. So yeah. I think the older I get, the more kind of the more empathy I have for my clients and the okay. more like driven I am to solve their problems. Because nah, okay. you know, I think creativity for creativity's sake is yeah. only helping the creatives. Uh, and okay. creativity <laughs> for the client's sake mm. is is making a massive difference, especially mm. if we're helping them to yeah. translate what they do to another audience. Then our work mm. gets like exponential. So mm. we're helping our client, but that client is then in turn helping a hundred people, a thousand people, 10,000 people, which now mm. means my work has yeah. influenced 10,000 people, people. Mm. Um, which, which for me is what kind of excites me about the, the work that we do. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I'm very, that's nice. That's that's very that's that's a very like long answer to the question, but that's a very detailed like nice answer. Uh, I'm just that now with I'm just very curious now with all these sort of youthful failures that you made in the early days. I mean, not failures, but like the, the youthful sort of ups and downs. You sort of tinkering with things and just trying to figure out stuff. Um, how did I'm just curious how nice work came to be, and then how you sort of used 
your, I guess, like little, like small experience of like tinkering with a lot of things to really just sort of start figuring out, okay, we need to get really organized, but I just want to know a short sort of how that whole nice work, because I mean, this is 14 years of nice work. <laughs> like, wow, mm. you guys have been, I mean, I'm even shocked because when I came across the website, I thought it was like maybe five years old or something. I'm like, what, wow, 14? Like, oh, that has been here for a while. Uh, but I'm just curious how the transition from the whole, I mean, like just figuring out things out on your own and just sort of making mistakes and learning from them and growing and getting better at it, how that sort of get came full circle down into you sort of figuring out like, okay, it's nice work and it's like visual branding and that's what we're helping clients solve. Yeah, just, I'm just... Yeah, I mean, I think it's curious. it's a long story. The origin yeah. story is is actually quite simple. Like yeah. I was, I was swapping office space yeah um there was a there was a big agency here in in south africa um yeah. called gavin ready okay. um and they lost a really big account oh, and gavin yeah. ready was part of a group called tbwa so they mm. they tbwa made the choice to sort of collapse the one agency into the other <laughs> and uh, okay. they were left with this massive building so there was like a 200 man <laughs> agency Oh, wow. um, one day, and then it was a, an empty shell the next. And mm. one of the partners of Gavin Reddy was a man named Louis Gavin, who okay. somehow in the deal was like, he's like, I'll keep the office until the lease is done. Uh, yeah. So he had this massive building. I mean, I mean, yeah. massive, it was a massive building. So his strategy, which I thought was quite clever, is he found young people like myself and my, my soon-to-be partner, Donovan, and yeah. was like, I'll give you office space. Oh, wow. That's nice. And you give me creativity for my project. So Louis had managed to build this team of like 10 yeah. or 15 people, yeah. none of whom he was having to pay when they weren't, you know, when we weren't working on his project. So, yeah. so it was like very clever of him and, and we did some interesting work together. But yeah. essentially we we were still young at that time so we were out all the time and one morning at like three o'clock in the morning we were like yeah. we should start a company yeah me and donovan and then yeah. we were like well we don't want to do any of the business stuff so who does the business stuff and he was like my yeah. friend benjamin does the business stuff yeah. and the next day we sat down at a coffee shop and wrote down a plan on a piece of paper which was um you know borrow money buy computer, get clients, yeah. you know, like take over world. Like that was sort of like the level of detail yeah, we went into. Buy computer. Yeah, yeah like it wasn't, it wasn't very, very well thought out, which, you know, yeah. I suppose the beauty of youth is you don't necessarily have to get caught up in that stuff. So we just started. Yeah. Um, mm. And I'd been freelancing for a long time. So I had yeah. kind of a, a bit of a, a, a client base. And yeah. we just sort of went back to them and said, hey, this is who we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, that, that started off like a long <laughs> journey, journey of, you know, at one point we were owning, we owned a club and we were bringing black people like the Bloody Beetroots and, and wow. Steve Aoki and we were having huge parties and then we were trying to run the design agency <laughs> during the day and then we were wow. also part animators. Um, you know, wow. so, so NiceWork has been through some iterations. There was just, a sort of yeah. early years where we were just yeah. having fun and designing yeah. stuff and, yeah. you know, making things. Then we got a little bit more serious into to kind of branding, you know, mm. and, and helping 
clients so in the beginning we weren't like we'd do a logo but i yeah. wouldn't really describe it as branding because we went yeah we went thinking about it like on a grand scale we're like yeah, oh you want yeah. a logo here's a logo you know there you go see you later yeah. Yeah. oh you need a website there's a website there you go see you later yeah. um and then we sort of grew up and we 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 formalized as a company into more of mm-hmm. a, a kind of design entity but also at that okay. time we were sort of design any design for anyone as long as their uh, budget was of the level so, that we wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think the next iteration of our business has been kind of getting more, like uh, our work is a lot more thoughtful. Mm. Um, our work is a lot more considered. Mm. We know who we serve. So, so mm. we want to help kind of, medium companies who want to grow large brands like these are mm. the people that we help like and yeah, we can okay. help them very well because we okay. understand them we understand their world we understand their yeah. business um so the people we help now is is a lot more focused you know so we always say that we're looking for brave clients when we say brave <laughs> clients we mean yeah. people who who want to do purposeful work they okay. want to make a positive impact on the world yeah. and they they haven't yet achieved the the scale or impact that they want and they're looking yeah. for somebody who can help them to nice. kind of turbocharge that and that's where nice work really comes to life that's where our awesome. our kind of special source starts to to shine um nice and and in this process we've discovered a lot of things that aren't really design related so yeah. so workshopping is mm. is a huge tool that we use all the time okay. so okay. kind of getting people in a room gaining consensus facilitating conversations okay. um we do a lot of interviewing so really so it's like a discovery session kind of thing Yeah, but on, I mean, we just done a, a rebrand. We we did over 35 hours of interviews before we wow. started the work. You know, so we nice. we spent a long time understanding their world, mm-hmm. and not just their world. We're like, what have they got that's amazing? Where are the yeah. areas? Where are the gaps? You know, mm-hmm. like what are the opportunities? These are all the yeah. things that we help them figure out, nice. and then we go, okay, how do we bring this all together? Yeah. Um, and the other tool that we use a lot is purpose. So okay. so helping the company to articulate or helping the founders of the company to articulate their purpose and connect that back to why they do the business that they do and then bridge the gap. You know, there's a gap between the organizational purpose and the people who are required to deliver it. So if you're the staff member, just because they come and go, our purpose is to change the world. You're going, well, (laughs) you know what? I'm, I'm here in the accounts department and I will be again tomorrow. So yeah, you know, that doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we help bridge that gap so they can go, okay, I understand what this purpose means to me. Mm-hmm. I understand where I fit into it. And mm-hmm. I understand how I can grow and contribute be, yeah. in this kind of world. Yeah. And then we see branding as a tool to to bridge the gap between the organizational purpose Yeah. and the audience that they're trying to speak mm. to because okay. if i tell you that my my purpose is whatever to to save the world and yeah. you're going well dude i just need a logo you know like now there's a there's a <laughs> disconnect this, in what yeah. you want and yeah. I, what, what i'm trying to say to you yeah, so true. we yeah. we try and help people fill that gap that's um, nice. awesome but interestingly these are things like this is not accidental 
you know, we've kind of ended up here, but, mm. you know, we were looking back, I think we've, we've designed over 150 different identities over the years. Nice. You know, so we've, we've engaged with them like a bunch of people. So we've learned yeah. what we, we want to do and what we don't want to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think in the, the, the next iteration of our business mm. is we're moving mm. into a space where we don't want to do it all because we know we can't. Yeah. So that made us have to move into a space where we're more of a facilitator, more of a guide and more of an educator. So yeah. yes, we've got this amazing team that can do the design, but yeah. what always happens and and you know people you do this beautiful design and then you yeah. hand it over to the team and you can see the minute where yeah. the kind of professional designers stopped working <laughs> and yeah. the freelancers or the internal team took over. Yeah. You can actually visibly see the decline. Wow. Okay. And and I used to believe that was the fault of the client going like, well, yeah. you know, you guys didn't do it. But I now believe it's our fault. Like we mm. didn't teach them oh, and okay. show them and mm. give them the tools they need to maintain the quality that we know that we need. So yeah. that's where we've now spent a lot of time and energy trying to nice. figure this out and yeah. make it so that people can do this themselves. Because ultimately... Mm. Not everyone has infinite budget. So what Very they true. do is they go, they're like, I have this big problem. Yeah. And the first piece for me is around positioning and branding. Yeah. But, you know, there's still another five years of work off the back of that. And they can't necessarily yeah. afford to yeah. have nice work or a designer, you know, or an outsourced agency working on this all the time. Yeah. So, you know, how do we fill that gap for them? How do we lift that stuff? How do we give them and then teach them the skills so that they can yeah. carry this forward? Because that's yeah. ultimately coming back to what I was saying earlier about solving their problem. Yeah. Nobody has a brand problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. You know, the brand is the brand is a a solve mm. to a bigger problem that they have. Like no one just goes, uh, okay. oh, you know what I need is a brand. What they uh, have yeah. is they, they need access. They need reach. They need yeah. a, a, a emotional connection with people. Mm. They need yeah. to sell more. They mm. want to get into a new market. They want to merge. Mm. They want to, yeah. like there's a million yeah. things yeah. that they actually yeah. trying to solve. Yeah. And, and the brand is just the, the thing they're going to use that to do it. So if we yeah, only okay. focus on our narrow little tunnel, yeah. We don't actually solve their problem. Mm. Um, so, so I'm very interested in how do we, as creatives, yeah. expand our thinking and yeah. apply our work outside of the narrow definition that we've given ourselves into where it could be applied. I mean, mm. I was having a conversation with someone today about the mm. menu that they're oh, going to have at the launch of their thing. And yeah. I'm not a food guy, but I know... <laughs> Yeah. Like I know what we're trying to say. Yeah. So I can talk to the chef and I can go, this is what we're trying to say. And this is why mm. we're doing it. And these yeah. are the reasons we got here. Yeah. So what does that mean to you as a chef? Mm. And then they go, <laughs> yeah. ah, you know what we're going to do? We are going to move the palate from salty to sweet, you know, or yeah. like, you know, like they've got a yeah. million ideas in their own heads, yeah. but now they understand that the, the, the point is not, have a good meal. The point yeah. is give people an experience and a touch point with this company yeah. that makes them remember and makes them attach importance to what yeah. this company is doing. 
Yeah. And and I think that's way more exciting for me than like what color are we choosing and <laughs> what font are we choose. Yeah. And I'm not saying those are not important things, yeah. but yeah. for me, the message to the creatives is is your craft is your craft. It's not your yeah. client's craft. Yeah. And they are never going to care about the same things that you do unless do. you yeah. can show them how the color solves their, their problem. problem. Yeah. Yes, then yes, they'll be yes. like, you're not blue. Like I'm all about blue. Let's go blue. But if yeah. you walk in there and you just want to be like, look at the blue. It's like, it's amazing. And it's, it's the it's right the color for you. Yeah. They're sitting there like, going, no, but how's this going to help me get a hundred new customers? I don't, un- like, yeah. I don't understand. I can't, I'm missing a huge chunk between blue and my problem. And, and yeah, I think this yeah. is where, where designers can, can improve exponentially mm. by, by having more empathy for the people that they're serving. Mm. And, and, and we see it when, when juniors and mid-levels come into nice work, when they're yeah. building their presentations, they don't have the ability to connect all of the jumps that they've done. So you tell me ah. something and I go, boom, okay, you know what I'm going to do? We're going to get a, a rap artist and we're going to photograph <laughs> them and you know, yeah. and we're going to do all this stuff. And they're mm-hmm. like, but how did we get from here to there? <laughs> yeah. so, so part of our job is to go, well, okay, so what you're saying is whatever you are, uh, you know, like you're from Kampala. You like you want to mm-hmm. show that you're from Kampala, but you're global. And yeah. you want to show that you're not only you're global, but you've got this local idea mm. that's got global relevance so okay yeah. who else has got that okay there's this artist that yeah. artist is not only global but is local cool. you know like okay mm. that yeah. ties in yeah. and we're going to use it like this and eventually we're ending up doing the shoot like we wanted to but yeah. they have the tools that they need in order to follow that cookie trail to go oh, ah, yeah. Yeah. i get okay. it like yeah. i know why yeah. i'm doing this now and yeah. not only that they're excited about it so that they can run around and tell everybody else like about yeah. your brilliant idea and how it's working for them. That's awesome, man. Like you've said so many things that are so interesting because like a freelance for a couple of agencies and like usually there's a tendency to like just pass me a brief, but then my brain's going like, why are we doing this again? Like, why are we shooting this video or why are we animating this? And like, hey man, I just want like a video, get it done by Friday. And then mm. when you tend to ask too many questions, it's like, we just hired you to shoot a video, like get it done. And I'm like, huh. Yes. And when you say it, it sort of like hits me of like, wait, I think I was not asking the wrong questions the whole time. I was like, Hey, you want me to make a video, but like, why is it a video like this? Why is it going to help the business? Is it going to you get, or we just making a piece of graphics to just sort of say we did. Well, a this thing. is, this is one of the challenges of our industry. So mm-hmm. if you look at our industry globally, yeah. it's not doing very well. So no. the big agencies are shrinking, like, mm. like media has left the agencies, so they're not doing yeah. media buying anymore. Yeah. The, the, mm. the kind of era of the big idea is gone. Yeah. Everyone's talking about performance marketing. Yeah. And these are things that are not traditionally in the kind of creatives sort of toolkit. And yeah. I think this is one of the problems is that, that kind of the agency model is set mm. up in opposition to the client. Ah, okay. To the client. Ah, okay. So we make the most money when we give you as much design and as much creativity as possible <laughs> and uh, put it on as many platforms as possible. That's how okay. we make <laughs> as much money as we can, which is why it's uh, like shoot the video, you know, yeah, like okay. make the banners, put it, you yeah. know, it's just like make, 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 push, 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 because that's where mm. we make money. But then the clients are sitting on the other side going, well, <laughs> You know, like 
Yeah. I came to you because I wanted to grow my market share yeah. and all I'm getting is creative. Like I'm just getting yeah. like like tons and tons of creative <laughs> yeah. and I'm missing the gap between how does that creative actually make people care? Yeah. How does yeah. it actually connect to the people that I'm talking to and how does it actually get them to perform the action that I need them to perform in order to solve mm. my problem? So yeah. what's happening is there's this, this tension between the old school kind of agency model and yeah. the clients mm. and, okay. and it's, it's like adversarial. It's not, <laughs> it's not like collaborative and kind of yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and eventually they feel ripped off uh, or hard done by or whatever. Mm. And then they put out to pitch and then another yeah. agency comes in and says, we'll do it. And then the cycle <laughs> kind of continues good. again and yeah. again and again. And then what yeah. happens is the budgets go from 10 million to 9 million to 8 million to 7 million <laughs> to 6 million to 5 million because no results are being delivered. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, all the companies weak results are being they, delivered. Yeah. So then the, the finance people are going, eh, let's not spend money on this anymore. Like it's not, yeah. it's not kind of worth it. Yeah. And then yeah, you see and the people who are buying the agencies yeah. are your consulting companies, your Accentures, your Bains, yeah. your BSGs, your yeah. Fiords. Like these people are, are swallowing the agencies because they know how to go to a company and go, you have a business problem. And that business problem is whatever, whatever, whatever. Part yeah. of the solution to your business problem is a rebrand and yeah. a reposition. And, <laughs> yeah. But then there's all the other stuff on the end of it. Like, okay, now how are we going to get that brand out into the market? How yeah. are we going to measure that we're successful? How, yeah. you know, like what yeah. do we need to do to our product in order to make our product kind of more desirable to these people? Because it's not just yeah. a brand problem. Your product True. is also not suiting people anymore. So we need to fix that. And yeah. they understand this world, which is why they're kind of stealing our lunch. So if we want to keep <laughs> our lunch, yeah. we need to get better at going, okay, dude, so you want a video, rad. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why do you want a video? video. Yeah. What are you trying to do with that video? Yeah. Where do you want to put that video? Yeah. What are you hoping people feel at the end of that video? Yeah, and if sure. they can't answer those questions, it means it's a terrible brief. And then yeah. I see it as your job as the yeah. designer to go, okay, Let's yeah. take it back a couple of steps. Yeah. Why did you think you needed a video? You know, like, yeah. what are you trying to solve? What do you, yeah. and eventually yeah. you might end up of, okay, we're not actually going to do a video. What are we going to do is we are going to do a poster campaign and we're going to put yeah. these posters up at all of the like major travel points in the city, which yeah. might be a much better solve yeah. to the problem they have than like make a video because people yeah. then have a video and then they're like, why aren't, 250,000 yeah. people watching it. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't <laughs> yes, understand. Sure. Like sure. you made a video for me. Where's all my <laughs> yeah. kind of traction? Yeah. So, so I, I think it's the era is that creators need to get smarter and, and why I think we're the right people is instead of just applying our creativity to the narrow field of mm. video, yeah, we can apply the same thinking to yeah why video <laughs> you know and you can come up with yeah. a million other solves which yeah. is is often much more kind of complimentary yeah. but but what it means is that part of what we need to do is we need to take responsibility for the output mm. that we put out there because ah. i see a lot in our in our world where people are like the client just didn't get it no you made stuff that was inappropriate for their problem <laughs> and it didn't work like yeah. that's what yeah. actually happened you had a creative yeah. idea and you shoehorned it into a brief that the client gave you which which yeah. in my opinion is irresponsible
Yeah, and then you blame the client and saying the client didn't understand it or the client. Yeah, they didn't get it. They didn't spend enough money on it. They didn't like, you're like, no, like in the end of the day, if you, if you accept that problem, like it's yours. Yeah, you find solve a way to tell them. Way. Yeah, yeah, and I guess also you'd sort of find a way to tell the client, like, hey, you wanted to shoot a video, but I don't think it's the way to go. I think you should try another thing. Uh, I'm just, again, like we've shared a lot about nice work. I'm curious about failure and success as you were trying mm-hmm. to build um, nice work. Uh, I'm just curious if you could share like how you sort of navigated failures, where you tried something, it didn't work out, because it seems like I mean, with 14 years again doing the work, you've sort of built. I guess an experience and learned how to like sort of explain and navigate in trying to explain to clients how best to like position themselves mm-hmm. or brand themselves by asking these questions. Like when you said you guys did over how many like crazy amount of interviews just to like for like a just to understand a brand before you even start talking about like branding and like all those things. But I guess getting there myself, you must have like I'm I'm guessing failed here or mis- made a mistake here. But I'm just curious how you sort of navigated around those sort of failures as we're trying to figure out how to help solve to actually really care about like a business mm. or a brand's uh, problems and try to solve them. Uh, if you could just share a story of just like failure and how you sort of navigated it or just how you generally just navigate around like a, a, a misstep or failure and how you sort of learn from that and get better or even like how you sort of deal with that with an cl- actual client of like, hey, I think we made a mistake here and I yes. think we need to sort of solve the problem here or, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, weirdly, I think we live in a world where where the narrative at the moment is that like, fail fast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's isn't a book fine. Like, isn't I think there's a book like that, isn't there? Yeah, a book? there is. Yeah. And that's fine yeah. when... Yeah. You you have money and backing <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know kind of and and you've built up padding with your clients and it's okay mm. to fail like mm. I think it's it's not okay to fail massively I think it's okay mm. to fail in in tiny pieces and to mm. improve off the okay. back of that so mm-hmm. so we've made some kind of big mistakes when you know like we sent a TV live ad with the wrong phone number on it wow. Um, and, and a, like, there's nothing glorious in that. Like, yeah. it's just stupid. Like, we didn't do basic stuff. Like, we didn't spell check. We didn't go back to the brief. And and I don't think there's any sort of glory in that. I think that the failures that are amazing is when you attempt something, and you come up with a hypothesis, and you put it out there in a in a in a way that's not catastrophic for you or your clients, yeah. and you get feedback. Yeah, and then you you use that lesson and you kind of improve because yeah. every project we do has an element of everything else we've done before, kind of you know in it, both the wins and the losses. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to 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 try new things, yeah. but to try them in the right moments and not and not all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if your client has a critical thing that they're climbing on stage to launch in four days, yeah. it's time for you to break out the greatest hits. It's time for yeah. you to take, <laughs> these are all of the things I know work because of my experience and yeah. I'm going to deploy them here. If you've yeah. got like a longer time frame and a less important project, like like be experimental, like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. do yeah. all that kind of stuff. And we always try on every project, you know, we've got a, one of our values is like we made it better. 
Yeah. And oh, okay. there's nice. always like an element, like what is the thing? What is the tiny little thing mm. on the side yeah. are we fiddling with that if it works is amazing and if it doesn't yeah. work, you know what I mean? Mm. Like it just yeah. it just yeah. passes by with nobody <laughs> sort yeah. of noticing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I think what's really important about this is is you know, most creatives are not good at the business side of their business. And that for me is the biggest lesson, the most expensive lesson that I've learned is things Mm. like time tracking, profitability, invoicing, Mm. delivery on time, you know, showing up with the things you said you would are Mm -hmm. the most critical pieces of our kind of world. Yeah. And and by doing those things repeatedly, what you do is you build up trust with your client. You build mm-hmm. up like a, a sort of rapport with it. So when you do mm-hmm. make a mistake, yeah. they are infinitely more likely to, to forgive you, you know, <laughs> yeah. and listen to you. Okay. So, yeah. you know, it's, think of it like your family. Like if, if you've got a brother or a sister, yeah. like yeah. if they crash your car, yeah. You're going to be mortified and sad that your car has been crashed, but you're still yeah. going to be okay with them. You know, like yeah. you're not going to be like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> if your buddy brings a friend to your house who takes your car out and drives it out into the street and crashes it, yeah, that's all you're probably going to be like, you know what, dude, I'm going to call the cops. Like you're going to jail. <laughs> like I don't know yeah. who you are. And it's yeah. the same scenario. They've done the same thing. And I think yeah. like investing in your client relationships yeah. is such an important thing because it gives you that ability to say, hey, you know what, Gabriel, on this project, yeah. I'm going to take a leap here. You know, <laughs> And I yeah. don't know if it's going to work. But if yeah. it does work, the, the opportunity is huge for us. And if it doesn't yeah. work, we, like, we've still got everything else kind of like making it like yeah. uh, fine. Yeah. And they're like they'll they'll be like, Red, let's do this. Like I'm keen. Like let's <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. try this thing out. And they might yeah. even push you to go further. Yeah. Um so so I think there is huge scope to try new things and to do mm. new things. Um mm. and if you've got a long standing relationship, you can be honest. And if you don't have mm. a long standing relationship, then you need to kind of say you're gonna do it and then show up and give it your best bet because yeah. you know like n- nothing ventured nothing gained but i, I don't yeah. think i think once again coming back with empathy like yeah. i wouldn't risk it on behalf of something somebody else when it was really important yeah oh, you know okay. makes sense but but if it's if it's like the other con you know like we've got this concept which is you yeah. know like we know fits the brief it's rad like yeah. Yeah. and this yeah. will work and it'll do everything yeah. it needs to do cool now yeah. this one you know yeah. like this one is like a bit yeah. more crazy like this one yeah. is a little bit more out there um yeah. you know and you can you can kind of test it out and see and we've mm. been doing a lot of that and we don't we don't stay static at nice work we don't like everything that we're doing here yeah. is yeah. up for is up for change. Um, one nice. of my favorite sayings is, is hold strong ideas lightly. So oh, wow. you must have like utter conviction that what you're doing is amazing. But as yeah. soon as someone shows you evidence that it's not, or that yeah. there's a better way, yeah. like just move on, <laughs> move like on. be like Brad, like we were doing that for five years. We're yeah. not doing that anymore. Like we don't, yeah. we're not doing this. And yeah. I think that's why my business has evolved. And I think that's ah, why, nice. you know, like our product has evolved because as we learn, Mm-hmm. And we go, oh, this this did work, or this didn't yeah. work, or yeah. this did work, and then we use mm-hmm. our, our creativity once again, going yeah. like, how do we, 
do more of that? Like, how do yeah. we follow this path now that it's kind of shown us that it's there yeah. and, and yeah. amazing things come out? Ah, nice. That's awesome. I'm curious about education because I know you guys have just, re- it feels like you really like, I'm just curious about your transition to education because, uh, and, and like how that, was that natural for you? Did naturally were like, hey, I'm just going to teach guys some some cool tips about like teaching or was it like such a process to like, okay, I have oh, to teach people <laughs> something. We spent infinite amounts of time learning how to do this and we're still learning. Like it's not, uh, it's not a, it's not That's it's nice. not where our experience lies mm-hmm. um but interestingly once again all of the skills we've learned in this have started yeah. to influence our work ah, so nice. we didn't know how to build courses so mm-hmm. the first thing we did like we knew what we were trying to solve we knew what kind yeah. of problem we we're trying to do mm-hmm. we knew mm-hmm. that we had a methodology yeah. that worked yeah. and all of a sudden trying to explain it to people showed us all the holes in our methodology <laughs> so then yeah. we started to like plug those holes and then we yeah. had to go and 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 we signed up for a whole bunch of courses and we went through courses and we were not only just doing the course, we were looking at how did they structure the information? How yeah. are they delivering it? How do, yeah. like how does the workbook work? Wow. What do the questions yeah. look like? How much work yeah. is there? So yeah. suddenly we just applied our thinking into this new space and we've just gotten better and better. And That's like nice. every course we make is the best possible thing that we could make today. Mm. And it, like I believe in the next sort of two years we're going to look back at our first course and be like that thing has to come down like it's <laughs> like it's, it's just not good enough it's not, it's, it's, that's not even to say that we did a bad course we did the best yeah. course that we could do and we've put people yeah. through it and they've yeah. gotten value out of it and i think like yeah. anything you just improve and you get mm-hmm. better at it mm-hmm. but the best thing that i can say and this is what i love is i've got illustrators designers animators writers yeah we can make anything. Nice. We can yeah. make anything. We can we can write the content. We can design the materials. We can build yeah. the videos. We can animate them. We can design yeah. them. We can put it all together online. We can build the marketing collateral around it. We can yeah. run webinars. We possess all of these valuable skills. Yeah. Um, and applying them outside of the narrow definition of sell you know, design for, for uh, like hours for, for money. If we yeah. apply that thinking elsewhere, there's a lot more kind of value for us to create for ourselves. Like we, we've created an asset that is yeah. ours, that's valuable, and we have all of the skills. So I think creative people are, are in a great space of yeah. being able to make things yeah. and then connect on an emotional level to yeah. a group of people who need the thing that they've made. And that yeah, is a powerful, nice. powerful thing that we yeah. undersell yeah. way too often. We go, oh, whatever, you know, uh, what's <laughs> a, the, the standard narrative is, you know, my hourly rate is 500 bucks an hour, but if you buy a hundred hours, suddenly it's 300 bucks. Like it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. so then in theory, if I say to you, okay, dude, I'm going to buy the next 10 years of your time. Does that mean <laughs> yeah. it comes all the way down to 50 Rand an hour? You know, like, yeah. is that the, yeah. the sort mm-hmm. of logic that we are, are deploying? So yeah. I think we can apply our talents in a much more exciting, Sitting. meaningful way and, yeah. and create value for ourselves. Um, yeah, I think know, I, when way. you say this, it just reminds me, like, remember the stories people say of Hollywood? And, like, it feels like Hollywood figured out that trick long time ago of, like, why that's like, hey, we, could, we have some skills, let's just tell some stories and, like, 
sell <laughs> and sell. Yes. And now that's how you have like these really big, powerful studios that are really doing so much. And then when you think but about they it, are like, and hey, they aren't. They are and they aren't. I mean, I think we live in such yeah. an interesting time. If you look at Netflix, so Netflix yeah. is busy kind of redefining <laughs> this industry. But Very look true. at what Netflix has done. Netflix yeah. hasn't gone, you know where the best creativity is in Hollywood. You know what yeah. we're going to do? We're going to write and shoot everything in Hollywood and we're going to ship yeah. it to the world. They're going, no. Yeah. What's happening in Kampala? Who's doing yeah. cool stuff in Kampala? Let's, Who's doing cool stuff a, in Johannesburg? Yeah. Who's doing cool stuff yeah. in Cape Town? Yeah. You know, and they'll make it and then they'll go, okay, so so the South African market will like the stuff we made in Cape Town. Cool. Yeah. But now... Let's yeah. see what happens when we take that content from Cape Town and we put it in Korea yeah. or we put it <laughs> in Germany or we put yeah. it in the UK. Yeah. Suddenly, yeah. like people are more interested. And I think this yeah. is what excites me about what's happening now is that this, yeah. this kind of idea that New York, Paris, London, LA is where yeah. the only stuff is happening. <laughs> the most creative people hang out. Undone. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. What yeah, those people are, yeah. they're the best business people. <laughs> they're the ones who know. They're the ones who know how to do the best kind of business around this stuff. There's yeah. much better or much more interesting stuff happening in Kampala and Johannesburg yeah. and yeah, Nairobi, true. and yeah. you know, like there's there's amazing stuff happening. And if we can figure out how to to actually capitalize on it, yeah, we'll be we'll be hella competitive with any of those very, other places. Yeah, yeah very true. Uh, so my last question as we get to the end of the podcast is just I usually ask every guest. I know like okay. it seems like we could chat for till tomorrow. <laughs> Be like six hour podcast. Hey Ross Drex and Gab came out six parts. <laughs> mini series. We'll start putting mini series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm just curious about like what life lesson you think the listeners of this episode on this podcast can go away with uh, with all the awesome things you've just shared and been able to talk about, but I'm just curious about like a life lesson. I should ask every guest like one life lesson you think people either can apply in their lives or just in their creative endeavors, but especially creative endeavors, whether it's trying to build a creative business or trying to build a creative thing or pursue a creative sort of space. Uh, what life lessons, Ross, you think they can apply that you've learned in life on all the 14 and extra years and just trying to do and uh, visual branding and just doing your thing, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, a a big lesson for me is it's like just because you have the skills to do it, yeah, doesn't mean you should. Um, <laughs> nice. And and I've spent a lot of time kind of figuring out what's important to me, and and the way I talk about it is I say like, what is the dent that you want to make in the world? And if you look at kind of creatives that you want to emulate, people who've done stuff, it's it's more yeah. often that they've said no to a lot of things as opposed to saying yes to a lot of things. So mm. when you become clear on the dent that you want to make in the world, mm. you should dedicate everything to that. And ah, okay. I think coming back to your earlier lesson, when you're young and you don't know, yeah. The challenge is expose yourself to as much stuff as possible and do as many yeah. things as possible mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. you find that thing. I meet yeah. young kids now who are like 18 and they know what it is. Like yeah. they, they know. When I was yeah. 18, I was lost. Like I had no idea. So yeah. so for me, you know, when we go on these journeys, like as creatives, mm-hmm. we invest a lot of ourselves in the work that we do. Mm-hmm. And 
it's going to get hard and it's going to be difficult and mm-hmm. and there's going to be times where you hate it and you're overextended and you're tired yeah. and yeah. having that idea of like this is why I'm doing it and this is yeah. what I'm doing is yeah. really powerful in those moments and I think mm-hmm. when you go oh just because I can you know like I can design a poster maybe I will yeah not necessarily the right kind of application of your skill. If you know, yeah. like I am here and I want to, whatever your mission is, like yeah. my, my mission in life is to make the world a lighter place. Like I think nice. it's a really heavy, really dark <laughs> place. And the yeah. tools I have is I've got inspiration, I've got creativity mm. and I've got laughter. Like those are the yeah. things that I can kind of <laughs> offer yes. yeah. to the world. Yeah. So I'm very clear on how I fit into the work that I do and why mm. it's important. And that's why we're yeah. very clear on who we help and what we help them with. And yeah. that makes much better work. So so yeah. I think I'd like to encourage people to sort of go down that path. And when you find it, it it's hard, but to say yeah. no is really important. So when people bring, and we say no to a lot of briefs, people come and they go, do this thing. We go, it's, it's yeah. just not for us. Yeah, yeah. Like, could could the people of Nicework deliver on this brief? Yes. Yeah. Should we? No. no. No, we shouldn't because <laughs> wow. it doesn't tie into our vision. It doesn't mm. tie into our mission. It doesn't tie into the purpose of what we're trying to do. Yeah. And therefore, for me, it's a distraction. Nice. Amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, I want it's to keep pleasure. going, but like, I'm just like, I think we should turn the rest into a course and make some money. Into a course. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and, and maybe change someone's lives and add some value to some young creative or creator in the space. But thank you so much for your time, man. It has been so, I've been so, it's so exciting talking to you and like, I'm like excited. Because I told you earlier that I'd seen your stuff and I was like, oh, who's this guy? <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. quite interesting. It's like, oh, wait, oh, wait, it's just down here. Let's just reach out and, and, and chat a bit. Um, but thank you so much for your time. It's been such Dude, an yeah. honor having thank you. you. Thank you for doing the work that you do. I think it's, yeah, it's lovely to yeah. see that people are putting their hands up to go like, exactly like you say, I saw, I saw a hole. No yeah. one was doing this, having this conversation. So now you are. You know, yeah. like, and that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's yeah. it's killer because I think what you see and what you hear is important. You know, so yeah. you make it easier for the next guy behind you. Yeah, you know, and sure. they make it easier for the next one, and they make it easier yeah. for the next one, and and that kind yeah. of goes back. Yeah. So when you look at London and New York, they've just got many more people <laughs> ahead of us. You know, like yeah. their line is just longer than ours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't. Start yeah. our own line and yeah, <laughs> true, pretty true. Yeah, right. cool. Uh, I guess we, you'd say, I guess Gabriel? you could send me the yeah, yeah, thank you very much, dude. 